Hello, and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Let's continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 32. My eyes were so fixed and attentive to dispel the decade's thirst that the other senses were all spent. And these were walled in here and there, unable to arise. Then the sacred smile drew them in with its ancient net. When by force my face was turned to my left by those goddesses, I heard them cry, too fixed, and I knew the sightless disposition of those whose eyes have just been struck by the sun, so that I was left for some time without my vision. But once my vision formed again upon the lesser things, and I say the lesser with respect to those greater sights from which I'd been removed by force. I saw the glorious assembly had wheeled about upon its right arm, and turned until the sun and the seven flowers were to its face. As the squadron wheels to save itself beneath the shields, and turns with its ensigns, before all the force has shifted itself, that militia of the celestial kingdom that led the way were all passing on before the chariot's first beam had turned back. Then the women turned each to their wheels, and the griffin moved its blessed cargo, thus that not a feather was ruffled. The lovely lady who'd drawn me through the crossing, and Statius and I were following the wheel that made its orbit in a smaller arc. Thus passing through the lofty wood, voided in her guilt who trusted the serpent, our steps took time from an angelic note. We'd moved as far on as a shaft might fly when flung three times, when Beatrice descended. I heard them all murmur, Adam. Then they circled a plant despoiled of foliage and the fronds of each branch. Its limbs, which widened the more the more they rose, would pierce the Indian in his forest with amazement at their height. Blessed are you, Griffin, whose beak has not stripped this wood so sweet to taste, which later rings the belly with such sickness. Thus about the sturdy trunk the others cried, and the twin-natured animal. Thus is the seed of all justice preserved. And it turned the beam that it had drawn, dragged it to the foot of the widowed bowl, and left it lashed to that of which it was. As our plants, when the great light cascades upon them, mixed with that which reigns after the celestial carp, grown swollen, and are then renewed in each color, before the sun joins his coursers over the other star. Assuming a color less than rose and more than violet, that plant renewed itself, whose limbs had first been so bare. I could not comprehend, nor is here sung, the hymn that that people then chanted nor could I bear to note it entire. If I could trace out how the pitiless eyes were sent to sleep hearing of syrinx, the eyes whose vigilance alone had cost so much. As a painter who paints with a model, I would designate just how I drifted into sleep, but let him who can feign it show his slipping into dream. Thus I rush on to when I was awakened, and I say that a splendor tore the veil of sleep from me, and a call, Rise, what are you doing? As to the vision of the little flowers of the apple that makes the angels crave its fruit, and makes perpetual nuptials in heaven, Peter and John and James were conducted and overcome, and then returned at the word on which their deeper sleep was shattered, and they saw their school lessened of Moses as of Elijah, and their master's stole was changed. So did I turn, 
and I saw that pious one standing over me, who'd conducted my steps at first along the stream. And all in doubt, I said, Where's Beatrice? At which she, See her there below the new fronds, seated upon a root. See the company that circles her. The others go up after the griffin with a sweeter song and more profound. And if there was more of her speech to spend, I don't know, for already now before my eyes was she who'd shut me off from any other intention. Alone she sat upon the true earth, as a guard left over that carriage I'd seen the biform beast bind. The seven nymphs made themselves a circle and closed about her, with those lights in hand that are secure against the north wind and the south. Here a little while you'll be a woodsman, and then without end you'll be with me a citizen of that Rome where Christ is Roman. So, on behalf of the world that ill lives, hold your eyes on the chariot now, and that which you see, once you've returned below, be sure that you write. Thus Beatrice, and I, who emptied myself all at the feet of her commandments, set my mind and my eyes where she wished. Never has fire from thick clouds descended with so swift a motion when it rains from that confine that keeps it most remote. As I saw fall the bird of Jove down through the tree, ripping its bark no less than the flowers and the new foliage. And it struck the car with all its force, at which it keeled as a ship in fortune's storm, mastered by the waves, now into the wind and now away. Then I saw set itself into the seat of the triumphal carriage a fox that seemed to have fasted from all food, but, reprimanding its filthy guilt, my lady turned it back in such defeat as its pulpless bones could suffer. Then from there where it had earlier stooped, I saw the eagle descend into the ark of the chariot and leaved it plumed of itself. And such as issues from the heart that grieves, I heard a voice escape from the sky and say thus, Oh, my little ship, how ill you've been loaded. Then it appeared to me the earth was spread apart between both wheels, and I saw crawl forth a dragon that pierced the carriage with its tail. And as the wasp that withdraws the needle, drawing to itself its malignant sting, it tore out the car's bottom and slid its vacant way. That which remained was covered over again, as fertile earth with grass, by plumes, offered perhaps with sound and benign intention, and the one and the other wheel and the beam were covered over again in less a time than it takes a sigh to open my mouth. Transformed so, the holy edifice set forth heads upon its parts, three over the beam and one in each corner. Those first were horned as oxen, but the four had a single horn on the forehead, such a monster has never else been seen. Secure, as a fortress on a lofty mount, there appeared seated upon it a slovenly whore, with ready eyes rolling all around. And as though to stop her being seized, I saw alongside her a giant, and they kissed each other over and over. But since her desirous and wandering eye turned toward me, that fierce lover flagellated her from head down to her feet. Then, filled with suspicion and cruel with wrath, he loosed the monster and dragged it through the wood, so that the wood itself became a screen for the whore and the strange new animal. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for the conclusion of the Purgatorio in Canto 33.